is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Um, look, uh, obviously, there's a lot happening here. Today's episode uh, covering the uh, Chelsea women, the Leicester women, the FA Cup is going to be the main topic of discussion. There's a lot going on uh, outside of the footballing world and, uh, and and inside of our own little ecosystem that we will attempt to process here. We're recording this uh, just for posterity's sake on Saturday. Um, and it's, you know, right after the match and in the, in the wake of all of the uh, news around Roman Abramovich and um, sharing stewardship of the club with, uh, with the board of trustees. So, Lots happening here. You're probably getting a little bit more of a raw reaction uh, than we would normally do, but uh, that's that's the job we're here to do. So, um, look, uh, we are joined, of course, by the wonderful Jesse Abdul on vacation, a well-earned vacation. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, been going to plan for him, Jesse, huh? <laughs> what would it not have been going to plan for Well, him? it's just a hell of a time to take a break, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, but he seems like he's having, having a nice time. Um, Good. He's clearly still on WhatsApp because he picked up the the Roman Abramovich. Yes, thing. he did. So, yes, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's reaching uh, you know everyone, even if they're on their holidays. And then we have a special guest in his stead. Uh, we have brought in someone awesome to uh, to help us break down uh, the action and in a way that only this person could, because <laughs> frankly, we weren't able to watch it. Jesse, introduce our special friend. <laughs> Yeah, we are honoured to have Tracy Brown from Chelsea Pride joining us uh, today. She was actually at the game, which helps. And it was also, which is actually a total, total coincidence. And um, when I invited Tracy, I didn't twig, but it was also the football versus homophobia game today. Um, so that's worked out really nicely too. Um, the, the ground looked great. Um, I mean, from pictures, I didn't see it on video because there were no trains running from Brighton to London this weekend or indeed this whole week so i i stuck to staying by the coast uh and therefore constructed the game in my own imagination um but yeah tracy it's great to have you on it is fantastic to join you both in a time which is yay great football results today oh the world is in a state so we will try and focus on the women's game today before we hit anything else because that's just mind-blowing what's going on as we speak right this minute and the news has just broke so let's concentrate on the women for now yes yeah absolutely let's hone our focus in and and we're going to start by giving you the floor to talk about football versus homophobia and all the great work that you guys did today so please yeah so obviously it's lgbt history month um and we've actually never done a football v homophobia game um across any of our teams um, luckily, I spoke to the club a couple of weeks ago and said we need to try and hone in that effort on the women's game because I knew that was feasible for us to do that before the end of the month. Um, and the club were fantastic. We worked very well together to make sure that the, that, that you know, the Kings Meadow turned slightly rainbowy. Um, it's fantastic to see the scoreboard with the football the homophobia sign. Fans were really behind it and the No to Hate campaign, which is obviously this is what it's part of. Um the players on the pitch with the banner, which was great, um, of which you will only see pictures, um, which are on, which are, which are mostly quite all over the place now. But obviously, as yes, there's no video, just pop and have a look at photographs. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it's really well taken. And look, we've got a club, um, a women's team 
who are heavily within our community. Um, when you look across our women's team, even just the amount of partnerships we have in our team, um, we we really heavily cover our community in the women's team. So it was almost um, fantastic that the first time we ever did the event, it was at Kings Meadow. I think it was very fitting. Um, and on the back of actually, and I will say this, Leicester, our friends at Leicester who won big last night at the Football View Home Referral Awards for the work they did last year. So fantastically well done to our friends. Um, but yeah, we sort of taught them a lesson today, unfortunately, <laughs> in football. In the footballing part, not in the life part. Um, Allies off the pitch, enemies on it. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we stand for in the LGBT community. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I guess, Tracy, you know, for uh, we've had you on the show a couple of times previously, right? And, and I think you've done an amazing job of kind of just talking about Chelsea Pride and the work that you guys do. Can you just do a quick refresher uh, for Absolutely. those who might not have heard you before and, and what you guys are all about? Yep. So, obviously, we are the the one and only um, LGBTQ supporters group for Chelsea Football Club, as Chelsea Football Club as a whole. Um, but we are more than just that. As much as we are there for fans, players, or anyone who's part of that community, we're also there for our allies and, and everyone else. And not just that, we are bigger than just our community. Um, we like to be allies ourselves across the board. So we, along with the club, will really get behind anything that's connected to the no to hate campaign so i was at the war museum the other night for the anti-semitism night um, which was fantastic we we really want to make sure that we represent more than just our own community but everybody so i would always almost see us as a really big equality group rather than just an lgbt supporters group um yes predominantly that's what we're named as but we are much more so anyone wants to get in contact you know Join us um, and be part of the group. Our allies and our friends are so important. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Twitter handle where people can follow you if they haven't already. Yeah, Chelsea Pride underscore. Um, just, just give us a run. Normally we're tagging you in everything. So easily they've just got to go to you just, and look who's being tagged. And retweet. You're going to find us, yeah. Well, yeah, it's incredibly important work. I mean, especially considering, you know, there's a lot of... Um, of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation happening across the world right now. And there's a, you know, a lot in the United States personally that we're, uh, that we're dealing with over here. So uh, appreciate obviously getting your perspective on all this stuff and look, it's everything's a fever pitch right now. So we're just trying to, to work through it. Um, a bit of a, uh, a really cool thing that you guys did uh, during the match today. And I think it's just stemming from my comments uh, earlier this week on Jamal Edwards is, uh, you know, some really great um, vocal representation of Jamal, who sadly passed away last Sunday. Uh, can you maybe talk about those moments and and maybe what your interactions with him have been over the last few years? Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, he, he sort of, I don't know, the inspirational side of him was just absolutely incredible. And, he, and it was effortless. No one made him do anything. He did it because he wanted to. And... You know, I was at Stamford Bridge earlier this week as well um, for our Champions League game, of which, you know, he was heavily represented there as well. But, yeah, he he spoke very highly about the women's game. He wasn't just one guy who was just, you know, I'm only fixated. He, he loved the club. He massively loved our club. And he's such a loss. 
So today at the game, you know, we got to 31 minutes, we stood up, we gave him a minute of applause because he's definitely, we could have given him 20 minutes of applause, to be fair. He would have deserved every single minute of it. And then we would chant his name because, you know what, he, he, I want other young people growing up and coming through to look at him and go, everything he did, I can also do. And in his memory, I hope that many more young people will follow in his footsteps because that is the best way to actually keep his memory alive. Yeah, Jesse, I mean, that's, I think the lesson that I've taken out of this whole experience, and I think the grieving process is uh, he, one, just did it, right? Just did stuff, which is, I think a lot of times, like I, I can even get in my own way and overthink a thing or, you know, give myself excuses to not do a thing. He just went full in, two-footed and did stuff. And then he gave his platform to other people uh, which is like the the selfless part of of his kind of ethos, which is let's just make everyone better. Let's give everyone a chance. And uh, I think that's that's what I've taken out of it anyway. Yeah, I think, you know, it feels like his enduring legacy will be how much he uplifted people. And I think it's also something that really resonates within the women's game as well in particular because it is such a tight-knit community and it is something uh, a space where people really value that kind of you know um promotion and work ethic and you know like pushing to reach for the stuff that's not obviously in front of you you know um and I think that's why you know he's someone who obviously has an amazing legacy within the club but um yeah also with the women's team as well like I know he did Millie Bright's call up to the 2019 World Cup so you know like um obviously touched a lot of the the girls on the team too well always always gonna be thinking about him and what he represented and speaking of Millie um can you talk about our new striker and what she's gonna do for this team or what I had to throw this into the script just because I was at Molyneux and I, for anyone who doesn't know, England played in the Arnold Clark Cup and won the Arnold Clark Cup over the international break. And Millie Bright shared the golden boot with Ballon d'Or winner Alexia Budeas. <laughs> and I don't think I will ever get out. I want a t-shirt with this picture of them holding the trophy on it together because in Alexia Proteus's eyes, you can just see that she is thinking, what the fuck? Why am I standing alongside Millie Bright? Um, yeah, she scored twice. Serena Wiegmann played her up front um, for about three minutes uh, to get the win against Germany. She scored. She was horrendously offside. There's no VAR in the women's game. Yes, <laughs> we celebrated it uh, for that time. But yeah, I just want to give shout outs to Millie Bright because she was like outrageous. I mean, the, the scoring stuff um, was fantastic, but defensively, she just carried her Chelsea form into, into the England team. And, you know, as an English person, that's I love to see it. Uh, Frank Kirby shining as well at the end. Yeah. So great, great international break uh, for the team, really. We were singing today, she does what she wants, she plays where she wants, she scores when she wants. That was literally what we were chanting because all of those things are very, very true. So, and again today, just, just, I mean, every time she had the ball anywhere, everyone was just screaming, shoot. Even no matter where she was. I mean, you know, just shoot because you, you never know. Just, just shoot. So, and literally that was all, that was the whole game. 
If so, you have not seen her volley against Canada, like, please oh God, go and look it, it up. Watch please it go and look it up because it was outrageously good. So good. So not, good. Not to be guy who's serious um, about her, but like, I think she's had kind of an up and down season. The formation's been a little weird and like all that kind of stuff. Do you think that like moments like this can be like turning points for her through the rest of the year and like how she moves into the next stage of her career. Like, I, like obviously scoring the goal is great or whatever, but she's really in a great run of form defensively right now too. I mean, our back line is to be fair. I mean, we look solid. Um, we're not letting, go- we're not letting goals in. Oh, she, she's looking formidable. Um, but as part of that back line, she's looking formidable. And actually I think they're the, the thing about the way she's playing is they're all playing like that. And I think that that support across the back line it lifts everybody. And it's that confidence. So obviously the more clean sheets, the better you play, the, the, your confidence goes up. Um, and we all know that has a knock-on effect. And you can see that throughout the team. But yeah, I mean, she's she's almost on fire right now. Which, don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah, I agree. I want that T-shirt. I did that. Does it just... Why not? Why not? We just... We just need to get loads of those printed. And yeah, if anyone is listening who hasn't watched it, watch it from every angle. I mean, really, it's good. It's a good goal. It's a great goal. God, I love your passion. It's the best. Uh, look, uh, th- it's been a long rambling start to this, but some important stuff has been covered. Uh, we're going to take a quick ad break so we can actually get into the uh, Tracy's recount of the match mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and then, uh, and then we're going to keep it moving, but, uh, thanks to these sponsors for supporting the show and we will be right back. Okay. We're back. And, uh, again, you guys know that we're here covering the team every single week and, uh, and we're going to do the best we, we can today because, uh, an important thing didn't happen. Uh, and that is Jesse, that the game was not televised and please tell us all of the extraordinary reasons why that was. Yeah. I mean, one of those really, really strange ones because I think well, there's been a couple of games this season where I've kind of been unsure if the club's showing them and then, like, at the last minute, they pop up on the fifth stand. Um, you know, the actual previous round of this tournament uh, was an example of that, which was shown. Uh, that was away at, at Villa. Um, but, yeah, no stream today, no commentary from the club. Not sure if this is necessarily the club's fault. In the past, when this stuff's come up, the club have kind of said, look, there's a limited number of games we're allowed to show each year. It depends on who's the rights holders for the competition. So don't necessarily think it's a Chelsea thing. Kind of think it's probably more of an FA thing. Whatever is happening, like my frustration, which I think Mia Eriksson put really well on Twitter, is it's almost not about the fact that the games can't be seen, although that is annoying, but it's the lack of communication. Like, if you can't show this game for X rights reason, come out and say it. Like, the exa- like in England, there's a 3pm blackout. If Chelsea are on at 3pm, and because I would never watch an illegal stream from somewhere else in the world, never. I that, don't it, watch Chelsea. <laughs> and we, watch we Chelsea need to be very ever. clear that illegal streams are not what we do no. on this podcast. So <laughs> thank you to, for upholding our reputation there, Jesse. Halo comes above my head um but you know that's that's a concept so it's not as simple as saying like if this was men's football it would just be on tv because we know that's not the case but everyone's very clear of why those games aren't on tv we understand it whereas what's frustrating about this is for this round of games the fa are showing two football matches 
which are being played at the same time. So you can only watch one of them. And this game stood on its own on a separate day. Everyone else is playing tomorrow. And there's just nothing. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I'd like to just drop in that that would never in a million years happen in the men's FA Cup, period. Well, and and we have proof of this, not only with the way that that has been covered, but the club even showed the FA Youth Cup on Wednesday or Thursday. I forget which day, but that was on the fifth stand. And and I think on Facebook Live, too, like there again, there there are so many different ways at, you know, that this could have been avoided. Um, And so what that means for us is that Jesse and I are flying absolutely blind today. Uh, We're doing a match review, having not seen the match outside of the wonderful pictures that have been shared. Um, I feel like it's like 1921 and we're like, Oh man, can only imagine the action today. Uh, <laughs> but, but look, we're going to do a three word match review anyway, because why not? Um, the world's in chaos, but we are going to continue plotting along like we would have. Uh, I went with casual seven nil, a casual seven nil victory. Jesse, what about you? Uh, I went with use your imagination because that's what I did today. I was reading the BBC had like live text in inverted commas, but like it's not like a person writing it. It's just like Millie Bright conceded a free kick in the defensive third. But so I was, you know, using that to cast my mind's eye to as if I was actually at uh, Kings Meadow. Tracy, what about you? I was at Kings Meadow. So <laughs> there we go. What else can you say? I was looking at a football pitch. Yeah, that's it. I don't really have anything else. You guys what? I was. So, there we go. Um, I was there. Three word match. I was there. It's a strong three word match. I was there. I was there. Where were you when the game wasn't on TV? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, here's some, you know, again, we're just, we're reading this like it's the talkies from back in the day here, but we played Leicester city at Kings Meadow. It was on the 26th of February. Um, it was in the FA cup, uh, and, uh, Chelsea won seven nil, a full touchdown up, uh, which was really cool. Uh, goals from Pernilla harder in the 24th and 36th minute, Sam Kerr in the 60th and 82nd minute, Jisoo Young in the 65th minute. McNowan in the 79th minute and Beth England getting on the board in the 85th minute. Uh, the lineup was some variation of the following uh, and catcher Berger in goal. Cool. Eve Charles uh, playing right back, which is interesting. Millie bright now in making up your center back pairing with John Anderson at left back, Lauren James getting in the mix for a little bit. Ooh, baby. Well, stop. Started today, yeah. All right. So that's interesting. Sophie Engel partner G in midfield with Pernilla Harder kind of playing, I think, a floating role kind of left-hand side. And then Sam Kerr and Fran Kirby up top. So the, the lethal trio getting back into the mix, which is great. Uh, Leicester City played a team that gave up seven goals. Um, and, you know, I think we could go through their names, but probably not useful at this point. Uh, Beth England making it in as a sub. Obviously, she scored. Jesse Fleming, Drew Spence, and Alsoad Bellina making it in as well. I guess just overall thoughts here, Tracy, from the way you know you felt when the lineup came out. Obviously, Chelsea take the FA Cup really seriously in almost every uh, facet around the club, so it's not a surprise to me that they would have played a strong lineup here, but what were your thoughts when the lineup came out? Um, the only thing that I think I was surprised by, and actually everyone around me was, was Berger starting. 
I think that was the only thing that maybe we wasn't, we didn't think would happen uh, with the final next week. So, um, but looking at the lineup, yeah, none of us was surprised. We we want to be that team. Let's be fair, that wins it twice in one season. You know, it's ours. We want to we want to retain it. So. Emma was going to put out a strong team. I think she'd make it very clear. You can never underestimate anyone and you shouldn't underestimate anyone just by, by league position. So we went out wanting to win a game um, and that, that team literally said, we're taking this seriously. Is that how you felt, Jesse, when you saw the, the lineup and then didn't see anything else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, Emma fancies this if she's playing Lauren James with Kirby Harder and Kurt, because I was like, that is about as attacking a lineup that you know as you can get. Um, yeah, I was, I was intrigued to see what you know she put out. She obviously said before the game that she was actually really pleased about how everyone had come back from international camp, but it's always, I think, a bit of a worry about whether players are going to be able to go straight into the team. You know, we do still have uh, four absentees in Magda, Melly, Erin. And who is the fourth person I am missing? Marin. Marin. So I was a bit like on Friday sitting at my desk being like, do we have like, is everyone going to be okay to, to put out a team? But, um, you know, and I think we had a bit of a favour done to us with that red card early on. It allowed, I think, everyone to kind of relax and, and know that they had it in a bag. But, um, yeah, I think it, it was, you know, that team showed that Emma saw this as like a confidence building opportunity ahead of the Conti Cup final, I think. Uh, and it's an important day for Neve Charles too. I mean, 50 Chelsea appearances and hasn't featured a That's ton this year. Quick. Yeah, but I mean, got up to 50. I mean, thoughts on that, Tracy? It's gone quick. It really does feel like it's gone quick. Phenomenal player. Um, you know, I could say that about a lot of the players though, who don't get so much game time. Every single one of our players deserves more game time. Hmm. And Emma says that herself. You know, she could put people in because everyone gives 100%, but you can only put so many people on a pitch. Um, but yeah, it does feel like she's been with us that long and she's only on 50. But um, yeah, well-deserved. I mean, phenomenal player. I really, really do love um, everything she brings to the game, really. Let's let's get her up to 100 sooner rather than later then. Um, all right. Big old stat bomb here. Um, <laughs> and then I'll pass to Jesse for a patented stat of the week. Uh, Chelsea, 27 shots. That's a fair few uh, to Leicester's six. Uh, 12 shots on target. We're getting a better balance there than we have in previous weeks. Uh, that's better. Uh, obviously, Leicester, one, one shot on target out of six. Uh, boss possession was 66% possession, uh, had a pretty decent pass accuracy. Uh, the stat that matters is the seven chances converted from 12 on target, which is uh, extraordinarily proficient. Uh, love seeing that. So it was a, uh, a bit of a domination of, of Leicester, which is you know fair to say, even though they've been a little better lately, this is not the competition where they want to stretch their legs too much. Um, and Jesse, stat of the week. Yeah, start of the week. So um, this player has played 297 minutes of FA Cup football in a Chelsea shirt. That's just over three full games. Uh, and she has scored four goals and got four assists. And that is Penina Harder. She loves the FA Cup. Like, how ridiculous. Eight goal contributions in just over three football matches. And she was That's madness. Sorry. She 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 was really 
everyone looked up for it. Actually, everyone everyone looked up for it. But it took them 20 minutes to look up for it. Because what you wouldn't have seen, as you didn't see it, was actually we didn't really come out of the blocks at all. For the first 20 minutes, we really struggled. We actually did. It was like we couldn't put a pass together properly. Leicester were really going at They had much more of the ball. So all of the stats you see really was the first 20 minutes of the game as far as Leicester were concerned. And then the sending off, which wasn't a sending off. Oh, it was a harsh right card? Not a sending off at all. It was barely a yellow. It could have even just been a free kick. Paint a picture for us with with your words. Uh, Share share how it came to be. I think the reason there was a red card was because of the way our player, now seeing if you've read this, you will find it's several players apparently have gone. (laughs) I was going to say, it must have been a red card because it was three players. Three players. I personally think they just got confused with blonde hair. So they couldn't work out who it was. Um, But I do believe sometimes the way a player lands throws a ref. And literally, if everyone has actually read the stats, they'll know which player actually got tackled. And that was? John Anderson. It was indeed. It was not. (laughs) Um, She went down like a leg brick and didn't move. Oof. And I think that that motion, the ref was like, you could just see her slowly going for a back pocket. And we were all like in the crowd looking at each other going, no, no. And then she was the red card. We were like, oh, no, <laughs> no. That, it, didn't, it didn't seem fair um, at all. And I personally think a yellow may have even been a little bit too harsh as well. So as you can imagine, the, the players of Leicester were not happy. Um and yeah, she may have hit the ground like a lead brick, but she got back up again very, very quickly because she wasn't injured. She was absolutely fine. Um, and I do believe, truly do believe, Leicester started the game very well and were very, very, very unlucky to lose the play they did. And that just, that gave us everything we needed because then you, the, the, the space was there. We had gone ultra attack mode today. And to be quite honest, we could have easily scored 10, if not more. In all fairness, so so ten, a ten's a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm we trying to. Th- we could have done that. We could. Have, I'm not joking. We easily could have done that today. Sh- should we just pick apart who missed their chances instead of talking about all the mates? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Penelo should have scored a hat trick. Sam should have scored a hat trick. G's goal was just sublime. It was like slow mo. Ball comes to our feet in the box, and they just slowly whipped passed her into the top corner and the goalkeeper just watched it one of those moments where you're like oh that's the ball and it's gone and she just said then of course everyone just bombarded her it was a classic g special it really was i mean that was for me was the goal of the game that goal so if if please with the gods there is some highlights because chelsea did have a camera there today Hopefully they would have they'll put something out on Chelsea TV themselves and across their YouTube channels, etc. Everyone will be able to see it because the goals today were good and everyone deserves to see them, not just the people who turned up today at Kings Meadow. Um, G, I would say, was, was the goal. I actually think it, it, pretty much anyone could have got on the score sheet today. Um, 
I'd love to have seen Lauren score. That's the one mm. thing that I'm gutted. How was she, Tracy? She was she was up for it. She wasn't too bad. I, again, I think the whole team started slow, as I said. So it, it's almost like everyone, I don't know whether they've ever got next week. You know, when you know you've got a big final coming up and you're like, oh, this game, I've just got to win this game and play this game. It felt like we just, our minds were already somewhere else. Um, and I would not have wanted to have been, I know we were, we were winning at half time, but I would not have wanted to have been in that dressing room because Emma Hayes, I'm really sure, wouldn't have cared about the goals. She would have just annihilated them for how we started the game. Um, but as, as obviously as the half went on, um, we got better. Second half, we were just on fire. They, I mean, the stats show it. We pretty much did everything in the second half. We sort of run circles around them, to, to be fair. Um, what, do you, what do you say? Looking across the team, you know, we we were all hoping there was going to be substitutions today um, because you've got to think we do have a big game next week. We're already winning the game comfortably. Um, we could have taken... It's a shame we didn't have more junior players. I mean, our young youth team players there today because they would have really benefited this sort of game um, when we were even five nil up. Obviously, a couple of quick late goals at the end. Beth come on and was on fire when she come on. I mean, she come on. She was like, I'm bossing this. She um, saw how slow Ellen White was in the international break oh, and was like, wow. I reckon I can still get that smarting spot. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, let's not even talk about her right now because that would just get on my nerves because she should not be playing in England. That's a completely different thing. Um, we don't have enough time for me to start, you know, banging on about that today because we'll be here till tomorrow. Um, and then, and obviously we were singing like, you know, things like, you know, I mean, Beth England can stay on side um, and, you know, can actually play very well. And scored a fantastic goal. And again, from coming on, could have scored a couple. Across the team, I think everyone should have been on the score sheet, to be fair. Everyone gave gave their all today. Second half, definitely. Um, standout player? Um, standout player? Sam, I think. I mean, everyone's going to say Camilla, um, I think. But I would say Sam, because... There was moments in the first half when we were struggling to get the ball and keep the ball, where Sam was running back and she was being a defender all of a sudden. I mean, she was just like, oh, I don't need to be up there. I'll just be back here and I'll be clearing the ball uh, and 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 doing and playing really well. Um, so I would say Sam um, would be my player of the match. Everyone's going to maybe disagree. I've, I've already seen lots of people already picking Penilla, to be fair. Um, but, so you're, <laughs> so you're just going I, against the grain? That's, that's what I, you're doing? I, just, I, just, I think, you know, Sam had a chance. For, for, for got a, actually, you know, she isn't the only one who, who, as I say, could have got a hat-trick. But um, I think her overall play all over the pitch, Sam was full of energy today. She was really, really up for it. Um, and she loves cups. You know, she, she's already said that herself. So she obviously wants more in the bag. Um, uh, a couple of a couple of questions about the way the team set up. So the the G Sophie Engel midfield pairing, how did that function to you? Um Sophie was quiet, actually. Um G G um I would say a 50-50 game. Um, some of her, her passing was a little bit off. Um mm. But when it comes down to it, she may have had a couple of passes that were short or slightly off. But then you give her the ball at her feet in the box and you forget the fact that she may have messed up several passes and didn't look strong in certain parts and gave the ball away 
when she knocks in such an incredible goal. You're like, no, all's forgiven. Really, it's okay. Um, and that's, I suppose that's one of the things about her as a player, where, where she may have issues and may not have the run of the green in certain matches. She will normally bring something else to the game. And today it was a fantastic goal. It was definitely goal in the match uh, from my, my perspective. Um, so fingers crossed everyone gets to see it. Fingers crossed. All right, and then I wanted to touch on Anik Nowen, who, of course, scored her first goal uh, yes. for Chelsea, um, which is, head. yep, so walk us through that and then the celebrations after. I mean, it was fantastic to see. I mean, she's had her chances, actually. She has had her chances. I think it's, again, it's, it's you know, when you're thinking of set plays, you always think about the likes of her and Millie and, and how capable they are of being right in the mix head there right at the right time. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, we were all really, like, surprised. And a couple of the lads have been singing behind. If she scores, we're going to be running on the pitch. Clearly, they didn't. But it was one of those things. Very pleased about that. Yeah, thank you. Yes, exactly. But I think, you know, when you look across our team, you want to see everyone, you know, settling in and scoring goals. And I actually think this was long overdue, actually. I think there's been a couple of times where she could have... She could already got a, a, a got a goal or two, to be fair. And her goal today was great. I mean, it was it was a great header. It was close range. Um, it was you know they were trying they were defending with a life. Literally, I mean, there was a point where we had pinball going on, and we could have had about five six goals from it, to be fair. Unless we were throwing everything and anything in front of us. Um, but no, it was a good goal. Um, hopefully that's a confidence builder. Hopefully from there she'll realise that do get myself right in the mix um, for set plays. I've got a chance. She's a tall player. She's um, a quite tough player. She's quick as well. So just running in, um, she's got a lot of attributes that we at Chelsea love. So um, I think this will just be hopefully hopefully a good start of um, many goals from that defensive line. We do have defenders who do know how to score. So um, let's just hope she keeps going. We we have those classic defender slash strikers, which I think yes. everyone loves. Um, <laughs> just a, a really fun time. Jesse, you didn't see uh, Lauren James play today. So do you want to touch on that and, and get Tracy's opinion on Lauren James? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would just be intrigued. Tracy, how did you feel like she, you know, linked up with kind of Kerr, Kirby and Harder? Was it like that kind of, you know, four four two? she was on the right and Kerr and Kirby were up front? Or like, how was she interacting kind of with those players? That was pretty much it. You, but there was a lot of movement. You could see, you could see the, mo- the, the, the very flowing movement. There were some really good passes across between, between them all, actually. Um, there were some fantastic passes, obviously. You know, one player you've mentioned it as an amazing stat, sort of does everything in a game that got scores, assists, etc. But there was a really good movement between her and Sam, which was fantastic to see. Um, and just watching that alone, and as it was her first start today, we've all been wanting this. We've all been wanting her to start. Um, I could see, I just from just from today, um, you could see there will be a, I think, a magical connection between between definitely her and Sam because you could really see it today just I just feel like me. Sam's just that player you know like we talk about Sam and Fran you're talking about Sam Lauren but when Fran was unwell it was Sam and Beth like she is just like clearly the most outrageously good player to play with because it feels like whoever you put her with she's finding those connections 
and and you could definitely see that again today. And Sam was all over the pitch today. I mean, so she wasn't just in her position. She was back defending when she needed to. And, you know, she was bombing down the wing when she could. Um, and Lauren's feet. Let's just talk about how she can move. There was a couple of moments where you're like, oh, my God, seriously. That's why we need her to be playing more, where just the movement of her on the ball is fantastic. Let's say that's obviously a family trait because, come on, Reese does it just as well. Come on. So, um, yeah, they've been really well taught. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see a very, very, very bright future for her um, at Chelsea. I think she's got a lot to still, a lot to learn. Um, and a lot of relationships to build because she hasn't had a lot of time yet on the pitch. And the training pitch is very, very different, as we all know. Um, but she's a fan favourite already. We were singing her name and her song uh, a lot today. And, yeah, I think she'll grow from strength to strength. And, yeah, that, that, yeah, Sam's just, like, in the middle with all of these people around her and she's just pinging the ball to everybody. I mean, the connection that Sam just has... Is 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 just incredible to be fair. So you you said earlier Sam was your standout player. She was, I would say so. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with your perspective because I did not see any of the other players. And so I think it would only be right to trust the person that was there uh with a player of the match. Uh, but I'm I'm really glad that G scored a goal. I think is is probably my takeaway from this game. I can't believe it was her first goal of the season. How mad is it that? Really? That's she's what the club so tweeted. She's so talented as well. I just think you know maybe again she hasn't as many games this season on the pitch for us either. She you know, she plays really well when she's playing for country. I mean, let's be fair. She she has ridiculous skills. Um, but when she, as I say has a quieter moments in a game, may make some mistakes in a game. She'll normally pull something out in that game. And today it was a phenomenal goal into those. I'm looking at the guy, I'm looking at down to, to my left-hand side and you literally just see the ball curving. I mean, it's just, it's a goal that anyone would be happy with, to be fair. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, the team flooded her because it, it was just a fantastic goal. It was best of the day, so... Well, I'll good. take more of those from anyone on the pitch. If anyone wants to just keep knocking them in like that, I mean, the goalkeeper stood no chance. Yeah, so wh- why aren't you coaching this team, Tracy? <laughs> might, come on, what are, what are we? What are we? What are we holding back here? Like, She's too busy trying to get on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, just pick a I'm lane a here. On the board, but clearly, I need to be on the board of trustees, which is slightly different. So, yeah, um, no. At the end of the day, we have a phenomenal team with great depth and we have plays who are out at the moment and we still have a phenomenal team with depth and a bench full of really fantastic players and a manager who never gives much away, as we all know. <laughs> You're never going to be able to second guess anything that Emma's actually thinking and anyone who tries to, uh, why? I mean, never anyone asks me to predict a squad. I'm never going to get it right. So why bother anymore? <laughs> because Emma's going to keep it as close to her chest as possible. I don't even think she knows until she's driving into the ground who she's actually going to pick. I'm seriously convinced. Because I think she just walks in there and goes, right, well, I'm going to play you. And maybe I'll play you. And that's literally how it's sorted out. 
Um, there's, I, I, I think I think there's a Jonas side of all dartboard in the back office where she's just pinging them. <laughs> that, 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 that'll do. That's the thing. That's the team that'll do. I mean, you, you've got to think about the players we have out, and you think mm-hmm. of the players who have injuries. And you think of long COVID symptoms at keeping players out and, and, and stuff that we have going on. I, I I spoke to Magda at the event at the museum the other night. Um, me and Kerry from the Chelsea Women Supporters Group had a conversation with her. And literally the first thing we both said to her was, how long, how long is the injury? That's how long? How long until you're back on the pitch? And she was like, well, a couple of weeks, we're taking it slow, not rushing it. So it'll be a couple of weeks. So it won't be for the final. But she said, but the team's winning anyway without mm. me. I was like, no, 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 we still need you. No, 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 don't start. You don't get to go on holiday, Magda, just because yeah. we carry on winning. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's like, I'll put my feet up because we're doing okay. No. Um, but she did say, you know, a couple of weeks, fingers crossed, uh, and she'll be back. But is, we- she, is she muscular or is she long covid Muscular. Yeah, muscular. Okay. Yeah. Melly, yeah. uh, long Melly, COVID. Melly, yeah, yeah, long COVID. Yeah. Oof. But she was doing some. She was doing some punditry for ITV, which I yes. thought seemed like a good sign. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what like the specific long COVID stuff might be, how it might be well, affecting she's, her physically. She's but. been in and out of trainers. You've seen her in training and out of training. I think the whole problem with long COVID is you'll have good days and bad days. Uh, and it's trying to get that balance again back to full fitness. So you may have a day or two where you train really well and then another couple of days where your body feels like you've been hit by a train. Um, and I think she's obviously in that that predicament. And fingers crossed, because she's a fantastic player and I love her on the pitch. Um, fingers crossed, you know, that those symptoms go uh, sooner rather than later. I mean, Guru is still one of my favourite players, to be fair. So, you know, I... I also having a great season. Um, all right, well, look... Uh, let's move on from a game that uh, 2,700 people watch to a game that far more people will likely watch. And that is the Conti cup final uh, next weekend. The impossible has happened. Jesse uh, Manchester city. were not our opponent in the semifinal, uh, which is an incredible thing. Uh, we're going to play them for the fourth time already this year, <laughs> having beaten them the previous three times. They are playing better, though, to be fair to them, like than, than they were earlier in the year-ish. I know that you have a particular um, passion for uh, for laying into them, so I'm going to cede the floor to you and uh, take it away. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, it will be no secret to anyone who follows me on Twitter or listens to me chat about football that I think Gareth Taylor is a fraud. Um, so <laughs> I am really looking forward to us beating them for the fourth time this year. Um, oh. Yeah, I feel pretty good about this game. I think I definitely feel good. You know, I think this the Leicester sending off obviously did us a massive favour. But given that, you know, goals, we haven't found goals the easiest to come by over the past couple of months. Obviously against Arsenal and City, you know, four points, no goals conceded. I'll take it, but we only scored one. So um, I'm three. Hello, Arsenal game. They had an extra player. So. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'm glad that, you know, Sam's had a break. Sam's scoring. Panila came back a little bit early. You know, Panila's scoring. Uh, yeah. Fran finally scored. I don't know if anyone watched her after in the England All Access thing, but after she scored, she went a goal finally. So that was clearly playing on her mind. 
So I think that's a good sign. Um, so I think feels like we're in a really good place. Um, Eve, I'm intrigued to see what City looked like without the wind because I felt like that played such a large role. If the ref was the extra player in the Arsenal game, the wind was the extra player in the Man City game. Um, this is going to be a weird one because we're at home, but not at home because we're not actually at home. We're at Wimbledon, but it's so close to Kings Meadow. And much, Kings, we're walking there. So I mean, Kings Meadow well. used to be Wimbledon, so yeah. I'm a bit like confused, but um, I think it's going to be... Um, I'm really excited. Everyone says Plough Lane's an amazing stadium, so I'm um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and this will be on TV, and I'll be there anyway, so I don't mind if it's not on TV this time. Well, hey, come on, don't leave us out over here, please. Uh, all right, well, Tracy, I mean, as a person who gets to uh, regularly watch these matches, what are your what are your thoughts on the the final against City, and how do you think we're going to fare? Uh, win. I think I think we'll win. Um, I think, yeah, we're stepping into goal scoring form, as you just said, at the right time. Um, we we seem to know how to win against City now. I think, you know, we this season, we, they seem to be the one team who just keep playing. Um, it is a home away from home. You know, we don't have to go far. The players don't really have to do anything. They can get in the car and just drive around the corner to a different round. We've already completely sold out our section, so it's a sellout. I mean, there's over 6,000 fans going at the moment. The Man City end is not sold out. We are, we've literally sold our, our capacity. We are going to be loud. We are on this. At the end of today's game, we, was, we were singing my favourite song right at the end of City, we're coming for you. Because <laughs> that is exactly what we are going to do. So, no, I'm confident. We are keeping a lot of clean sheets, so I'm going to go 3-0 the final hours. Ooh, okay. All right, that is that is very confident. Jesse, do you even dare hazard a guess? Um, I agree with Tracy. I think we'll keep a clean sheet, but I'm going to go 2-0. I think we'll have two first half goals and then we might have a little you know a bit like we did in the home game like a little bit of a just kind of keeping it tight to hold on you chickened out you chickened out right at the end you were so close to to buying in four one i think they get a cheap one late which is going to be annoying but it won't have mattered because we'll be up <laughs> i won't care anyway as long as we win yeah. i don't care i actually i really don't care what the score line is as long as I'm watching them crying and leaving on their coach back up to Manchester. I really don't care as long as it's a win for us. And I thought that Jesse had it out for him. My <laughs> God, Tracy just bringing the fire. I sound like a Manchester City fan compared <laughs> yeah, to Tracy. I have been told that when I talk about football, I get overpassionate. No, um, no, stop, please. That's not why we have a podcast or anything. So it's all good. Um, I think a, a special shout out here, Jesse, for uh, for maybe a younger part of the uh, the Chelsea women's apparatus, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to our under sixteens. Um, we were playing in the FA Girls Youth Cup semi final today, um, at, at like the same time as that actual FA Cup game was. Um, coming from two 0 down to to win three two over Arsenal, so love to see it. Beating Arsenal every age group. Oh. Chelsea way. London's blue at the end of the day. It's the name of the show here, guys. Um, look, 
Uh, Chelsea uh, clearly have a big couple of weeks coming up. We said this uh, basically every week of the season, but playing City in the final next Saturday, playing West Ham the following Thursday, playing Villa uh, after that, Everton, Tottenham. I mean, this is the stretch of the season where, you know, in, in the league, if, if Chelsea are going to make that march up the table, like it's going to happen right around now. Now is winning time. So uh, obviously stay in touch with everyone here. Follow Chelsea Pride. Obviously, uh, we re- share a lot of the, the content they put out. And then uh, if you're able to get to Kings Meadow or to Plow Lane or to anywhere where the team is playing, uh, they are far uh, more worth your time uh, than, than ever. And uh, they're a lot of fun. So uh, get out there, support the team wherever you are. And uh, let's beat City next week, huh? Let's do it. Yes. Just make Tracy happy for the love of God, team. Come on. <laughs> uh, Tracy. I'm not, good. I'm not good when we lose. I know I'm, I know I take that personally. So, yeah. Yeah. Tracy, yeah. lovely I'm to have you. Uh, yeah. Any final CTAs for the for the team here? Oh, just I'm at the same time we were talking about the buzz of how happy we are about the women. I've got Abramovich stuck in my head at the moment as well. So, look, for our women, let's just plow on, keep going. Big games. It's in our hands. It literally is in our hands. We just go into every game like it's a final and we just keep winning. We have a phenomenal team, phenomenal team spirits and the best fans on the planet. So we just all need to keep working together. Someone clip that up and uh, pipe that into the dressing room, I say. No shit. Yeah, Tracy's going to be doing the pre-match talk. That's going to be awesome. Um, (laughs) If I was actually doing that, as I said earlier on, it would be very blue. (laughs) A lot more swear words in between the way I just worded it. Yeah. Let's let's fucking go then. Uh, is what I'll say. And uh, look, everyone, we know the world's crazy right now. So be good to each other. Take care of each other. And uh, you know, until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.